For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is where 12-year-old Samantha Briggs was struck and killed by a vehicle one day after her birthday. Now a Carrie couple are charged with hitting her and fleeing the scene, as well as burning some evidence. Two men accused of wounding two people and killing two appeared in front of a judge today. We've got to continue uh, to combat the gun violence in our community. The arrest bringing some closure to family. And breaking weather news, an advisory issued on newly formed Tropical Depression number two. I'll show you where it's headed. And that's where we're going to start tonight here at 7 o'clock. We are tracking two weather headlines for you. Showers popping up in our area as we speak. And tropical depression has now formed in the Gulf. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. Some sun peeking out through here yeah. in Wake County from our tall tower camera. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is in the WRAL Severe Weather Center tracking this rain and when it moves out. In any rain that you see this evening, it should be quick. These are small showers. They are downpours, a little heavier rain in some of these showers this evening that we are seeing, but they should move through very quickly. It's hit or miss the showers that we're seeing so far. We've got a shower near Fuquay Verena. We also have a shower that's passing through Oxford, and we're going to keep an eye on this shower because on its current trajectory right along I-85, it could eventually reach Durham a little bit later on this evening. It would just be a quick shower, no lightning out there. We're also watching what's happening in the Gulf. We have tropical depression number two. You can see some of the rain associated with the system and the cloud cover here on satellite. It is moving very slow to the west-northwest at two miles per hour. Maximum sustained winds 35 miles per hour. It's going to be headed due south into some warmer ocean waters. And because of that, it may strengthen tonight into a tropical storm. And that's the current forecast. If it does, its name would be Tropical Storm Arlene. And then it weakens as it runs into a lot of wind shear moving toward Cuba. I'll have more on this and the chance for rain for your weekend forecasts coming up. All right, thanks, Kat. Now to a big breaking story we have been following all afternoon. Sources tell WRAL President Biden will tap former North Carolina Health and Human Services Secretary Dr. Mandy Cohen as the new CDC director. Cohen will take over when Rochelle Walensky steps down at the end of the month. She was the face of North Carolina's COVID-19 response for more than two years. Cohen resigned from DHHS in December 2021 and joined Allidade Care Solutions in March last year. The White House has not yet responded to a request for comment, but already Governor Roy Cooper is responding to this, releasing a statement saying, Mandy Cohen used a steady hand to help my administration lead North Carolina through the pandemic to be among the states with the lowest deaths and job losses per capita. She is a brilliant, talented and battle tested leader who would be a fantastic CDC director. A husband and wife are accused of burning their car to hide evidence after a hit and run that killed a child in Raleigh. 12 year old Samantha Briggs was hit and killed on Hillsborough Street while she was walking with friends the day after Thanksgiving, which also happened to be her birthday. Chelsea Donovan explains how investigators found the couple charged in her death months later. 
It was cell phone records, a piece of plastic from a Honda Civic found at the scene, and a tip from the public that led Raleigh police to a Cary couple who admitted to hitting and killing the girl and also trying to burn the evidence. This Christmas tree marks the spot where 12-year-old Samantha Briggs, a highly skilled dancer, was hit and killed by a car one day after her birthday, one day after Thanksgiving. Didn't get to live her life at all. Six months after the 12-year-old's death, Raleigh police make a break in the case, arresting this Carrie couple, 26-year-old Blanca Escobar Roblero and 27-year-old Wilmer Morales Roblero for felony hit and run. Both appeared in court today while Briggs's family looked on. Cell phone records put the defendant at the scene of the collision on Hillsborough Street as well as the scene to where the car was taken to and subsequently burned in Franklin County. Warrants allege that Blanca hit the 12-year-old with a car similar to this Honda, then called her husband, Wilmer. The couple is charged with not only burning the car to get rid of the evidence, but also having it towed away. So it's like you knew what you did. You're just, you were just careless. Your, your actions was careless. What if those were your kids? I wonder how they would have they would have played it out in. On May 12th, Raleigh police set up a checkpoint at the 6500 block of Hillsborough Street where Briggs was killed, hoping to drum up any new leads. Police told me today a man watching that news coverage on TV called police and also helped lead them to the couple. I'm kind of relieved, but I'm not really satisfied. I just feel like the time isn't enough because we didn't wait six months for justice and then they only say like, oh, a little bond, a little electronic monitoring. The couple will remain in jail. Blanca's bond is set at $50,000. Her husband, Wilmer's, is at twenty-five. Chelsea Donovan, WRAL News, Raleigh. Today, a Durham judge overturned the conviction of a man accused of shooting a police officer in 2007. In doing so, he called for a new trial for Kevin Johnson and for his release from prison. Johnson has been behind bars for more than 15 years and always maintained his innocence. In a hearing this week, his attorneys argued he was not even at the scene of the crimes. Johnson has a son who was born only a few days after the shooting. Now they will finally create memories together. We was talking about going to Atlanta and New York and the beach and everything like that. It is possible that there will not be a new trial and that Johnson's charges will be dismissed. The district attorney's office has two months to decide how to proceed. The first Sunset Liberty March will be happening at Fort Bragg tonight ahead of tomorrow's renaming to Fort Liberty. Anyone can join. It's a half mile walk at sunset traveling along Liberty Trail. WRL's Monica Casey is joining them. In less than an hour, the Sunset Liberty March will open with a ceremony ahead of the renaming of Fort Bragg. The Sunset Liberty March will start at the circle that reads Fort Liberty, Liberty for All. It's designed after the march in Holland, where more than 40 members of the 82nd Airborne Division lost their lives in battle at a bridge that crosses the Wall River during World War II. Tonight is the inaugural march, and every day after, a veteran of the day will march along the path honoring the men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice. A monument is currently under construction that will be placed at the end of the march. Monica Casey, WRL News in Fayetteville. In just a minute, we will uh, revisit this story of Fort Liberty, not to talk about the story of the military post, but the people who helped in the renaming process and the complicated connection they have 
with its history. We'll go in depth coming up. Some developing news from Duke Health this afternoon. Uh, the officials there tell us that they are making some changes. These are not called layoffs. They're using that specific language here. They're calling this a reduction. Here's the information coming into the live center. So 280 positions are going to be reduced over the next coming weeks or months even. They're going to be uh, done through several different ways and means retirements, redeployments, and closure of vacant positions right now. And they are being uh, told that uh, employees will be provided support. Duke Health saying they're taking this opportunity to quote right size and realign the structure of some of its operational functions. We'll keep you updated on this as they continue to change and make these business updates. Back to you. Okay, Mark, thank you. The search is over for suspects in a Fayetteville shooting that left two dead and two others hurt. Police made an arrest early this morning. WRAL Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bays was there when the two men made their first court appearance. Well, about 24 hours ago, those two suspects were on the run, police searching for them. Today, they're behind bars and in front of a judge. 21-year-old Tyrone Washington and 21-year-old Treshawn Getty stood quietly as Cumberland County District Court Judge Cherry Siler Mack outlined the possible punishment they face if convicted. They carry a maximum uh, of life on so I need to make sure that he is and attorney. The two men are accused of shooting four people yesterday outside a home on Rembrandt Drive. Two of the victims died. What little we know about the allegations at this point, I can't talk a lot about the pending facts, was that the parties did know each other and that the disagreement was a, a fairly minor one and one that had just developed. That minor disagreement led to the death of 24-year-old Alzi Diamond and 18-year-old Aljari Elliott. He's the second 18-year-old student who was getting ready to graduate to recently be murdered. 18-year-old Tatiana Haywood was killed two weeks ago by her boyfriend in a murder-suicide. The district attorney is alarmed by the number of young people using weapons to settle disputes. That is something, a trend I think we've seen uh, in recent years is the offenders get younger and younger. And, uh, you know, they are carrying a, a weapon as if it's a fashion accessory. The DA hopes the arrest of these two suspects brings some closure to grieving families and sends a message to others thinking about committing crimes with guns. We are going to uh, aggressively prosecute those involved in gun violence. And at the same time, we've also got to educate our young people about the dangers of gun violence. Both Getty and Washington were given court-appointed attorneys. Right now, both being held here in the Cumberland County Detention Center without bond. In Fayetteville, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. Legal sports betting in North Carolina is closer than ever. Today, the state Senate gave its final approval to a bill that would allow gambling on college, professional, and other sports on electronic devices and in some in-person facilities. House Speaker Tim Moore said his chamber will agree to the Senate's changes early next week. Then the bill would head to Governor Roy Cooper's desk, who has been supportive up to this point, but the actual bets would have to wait. Betting in the state wouldn't begin until at least January 8th. Still ahead, a midday car break-in at a popular shopping center. The man was caught on camera in the act. Hear from witnesses and how they tried to stop him. And taking a live look at Durham, see some of those dark clouds, but you know, the sunny sky trying to poke through. We're tracking some showers in the area. And when they move out, meteorologist Kat Campbell also has your weekend forecast coming up.
Hey there, welcome back as we go in depth for just a moment. As we mentioned a little earlier in the newscast, tomorrow is a big day when a name that will be in our history books forever will live there in, in those history books exclusively as Fort Bragg officially becomes Fort Liberty moving forward. As you well know by now, Fort Bragg is named after Warrington native and more importantly, Confederate General Braxton Bragg. And over the past few years, the country decided we shouldn't have national symbols of security and pride named after men who waged war on the United States, largely to protect and expand the slave trade. It's been a, a huge undertaking to make this name change and will be finalized with a rather simple and symbolic act of changing the signs on the post from Fort Bragg to Fort Liberty. Simple because, you know, companies change signs all the time. It's, it's pretty routine work. Symbolic, though, because, well, for lots of reasons, but, but one of those reasons is the people who are doing the actual job. The federal government issued the contract to Southeastern General Contractors as a company of people from the Lumbee tribe who have had a very complicated relationship with the federal government. It's a topic that we actually covered in a WRAL documentary called People of the Dark Water back in 1997, describing the Lumbee Indians as the only Native American tribe recognized by the federal government that doesn't get any of the benefits or independence granted to every other recognized tribe, and not just here in North Carolina, but in the country. Now you're saying, Dan, that documentary was 26 years ago. Can't you recommend something a little more current? But you know, what would be the point? because nothing has changed in that time. Plus, it features some vintage David Crabtree. So please go to WRALdocumentary.com and check it out. It is worth your time. It's a documentary known very well by the current chairman of the Lumbee tribe, representing more than 60,000 Lumbees in our state, who is actively working with Congress right now to change things. We have strong bipartisan support, Dan, uh, in the United States Congress. Um, uh, on both sides of the aisle. We are the only tribe in the entire country that is, that is left in this limbo, in this legal limbo of you are a tribe, but you cannot get the services and the benefits. Now, there were a couple other tribes that have been done that way in the past, but every one of those have been rectified. So the Lumbee Fairness Act is currently making its way through Congress. In February of this year, it was read in the Senate, introduced by our Senator Tom Tillis, who was referred, uh, who, and then it was referred rather, to a committee, the Committee on Indian Affairs. And at this point, that is where it sits. It would be a major step to full recognition, which means a government-to-government -government relationship with the United States. The Lumbees would be self-governed. You know, if you've ever wondered why certain tribes have casinos in states where gambling is illegal, like here, or why tribes made their own rules during COVID, well, that's why. They'd also be eligible for certain legal protections, uh, federal services, benefits, things like that. They could, frankly, change the face of Robeson and surrounding communities where the Lumbee tribe calls home. I know a lot of you already knew this story, uh, but I do think it's worth repeating. I also know there are a lot of people who are new to this state, who just moved here recently, who are maybe hearing all this for the first time. I'd like to hear from both groups. So please, tell me what's on your mind. Send me an email to dan at wral.com. Give me your thoughts and we'll go in depth. An important piece of history there. A Cary couple filmed someone breaking into a bar at Waverly Place this week in broad daylight. Justine Schumacher and her husband were on their way to lunch at Pineapple Soul when they saw a man acting suspiciously around a car. Check this out. So they circled the parking lot and then they started filming when they saw him pick up a rock. 
my husband actually saw somebody circling a, a car in the, in the parking lot right over here. I made eye contact with him and uh, I kind of was like, hey, what are you doing? The couple posted the images on Facebook. Schumacher says at least half a dozen people have reached out about this man. Cary police are investigating the incident. They say it is too early, though, to link this to that string of car break-ins at Cary Hotels Tuesday night that we've been telling you about. Okay, so it looks like all these, these images that we're seeing across the area, uh, we're seeing big clouds, and depending on where you are, it's a lot of dark clouds and some rain. Uh, Kat, we've got Andrew behind you, and, and it looks, I don't know, some dark skies over there, but look at over here, it's beautiful. I know, it's a beautiful day at Dix Park. I've seen some folks out there enjoying a nice walk with their families, but in Andrew, the skies are dark. They're starting to clear up, though. The road's still wet from a shower that passed through. Andrew, you should see improving conditions, though, over the next little bit. We've got some showers passing out of Oxford right now. They already passed through. They'll continue to move to the south and west. We'll watch to see if Durham sees a quick shower from this Hillsborough. Likely to see some rain as well. We've got a teeny tiny shower over Car Lake. Luckily, no lightning out there. And things are quiet in Wake County right now. We'll watch for a few of these showers to impact the northeastern part of the county. We are now in June, and June does tend to be a pretty wet month for us, averaging just under four inches of rain. When you look at the month as a whole, we kick off the month with a normal high of 84, normal low of 62, but by the end of the month, we're up to 90 for the normal high, normal low in the upper 60s, and that's a sign as those low temperatures go up that it also gets more humid, of course. This weekend, it's going to be feeling a lot more like June. 84 tomorrow, that's right on par with what's normal this time of year. Saturday, we warm up to 87, and Sunday, we're going to see a drop in temperatures behind a cold front. I did want to mention there's going to be a small chance for some scattered showers again tomorrow and Saturday, but Saturday's rain chances would mainly come in the evening and at night, and I'll show that to you in just a minute. Here's tropical depression number two spinning in the Gulf, but we're watching this cold front for the weekend. That's what drops in from the north and brings a chance for rain late Saturday. I still think that early in the day it's going to be hot, dry. It'll be a nice day if you want to hit up your neighborhood pool or something like that. It's later in the evening that we would see rain, and rain chances will be the highest in our northern counties as opposed to our southern counties, and that's just because you're closer to the front, and these showers and storms should weaken as they head to the south late Saturday. Our weekend preview, high-resolution model runs of future cast running really fast with the arrival of this front. Maybe a little slower than this, but check in for an update tonight at 10 and 11 on WRL News. Meteorologist Mike Mays will look over some new model data and let you know if that's still the case, but bottom line here would be Saturday day, evening, and night that we have the best chance for rain. Sunday, we'll see a lot of clouds to kick off the morning again. Another cloudy morning. We've had a lot of those lately, but during the afternoon, some thinning of the clouds. And Sunday at least looks like a dry day with the sunshine. It's not all that chilly, upper 70s. Not too bad this time of year. Tomorrow, though, if you're a big fan of summer, you're going to like these numbers. Temperatures should warm into the mid-80s. We are expecting partly cloudy skies. There could be times mostly cloudy skies return, and that would be especially in the morning. 87 on Saturday is as warm as we will get for the next seven days. So for those of you who have been saying we need some dry weather for the weekend. You'll have plenty of dry hours this weekend. Doesn't mean that it's going to be dry all weekend long, but I think you'll have more hours to do things outside than you will to have to be inside due to the rain. Okay, a lot of people are going to like to hear yeah, that. Sounds good. Thanks, Scott. It is Friday Eve. It, the weekend is almost upon us. It's time to make some weekend plans, and we're going to help you run through some options, things to do in the Triangle area over the next couple of days, coming up in this week's edition of Out and About.
you know, this plant, somebody said, Kat said a viewer wrote in and said it looks like a, a pineapple met broccoli met, uh, met asparagus, which I think is so spot on. This is the century plant that's blooming in the WRL Azalea Garden. It is growing so fast. Well, a lot of that has to do with the rain. It now stands at 14 and a half feet. It can grow up to 30 feet in full bloom. It is really it's tall. Cool. The first weekend of June is filled with lots of opportunities to get out and about. WRL Lifestyle Editor Kathy Hanrahan has your guide now to some weekend fun. The First Fruits Farm Memorial Balloon Festival is happening this weekend in Lewisburg. The event will include carnival rides, vendors, tethered balloon rides, and balloon glows. Tickets are $5 for children under 12 years old and $15 for everyone else. On Saturday, head to City Plaza for Raleigh's International Food Festival. The event will include more than 50 food trucks and a large outdoor dance party from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Admission is free. Also Saturday, the Bimbe celebration is happening at Rock Quarry Park in Durham. This annual event celebrates African and African-American history, arts, and traditions. There will be live music, arts and crafts, a family fun zone, and more from 1 to 7 p.m. Admission is free. These are just a few ways to get out and about this weekend. Kathy Hanrahan, WRAL News. Hey, you know what? Start the fun tonight. we got a live look right here at the DBAP. they got a good crowd out there on a beautiful night mm -hmm. like this. Of course, uh, it is Pride Night underway now. A rainbow flag was raised at center field prior to first pitch and is being auctioned off to benefit the LGBTQ Center of Durham. The Bulls are playing the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. The setting sun there kind of ruining our camera shot. Come on, son. Uh, WRL News has your guide to the Pride events across the triangle. You can visit WRL.com or the WRL News app. Just search Pride to see a list of all the events happening this entire month, including the Pride Plaza Party. That's tomorrow night in downtown Raleigh. Ariana DeBose is celebrating Pride Month on Sesame Street. The Academy Award-winning actress from Raleigh appeared with Elmo on show's Instagram page. DeBose is openly queer. She and Elmo reminded all folks that everyone is welcome on Sesame Street. She's such a superstar. She does it all. Yeah. Now she's with Sesame Street. That's when you know you truly made it. Thanks for being with us tonight. Look at this beautiful shot. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRAL. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.